Okay folks, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Allahumma salli wa sallim, Mubarak al-Anabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. Allahumma la sahla illa ma ja'atahu sahla wa anta tajul al-hazna idha shi'ta sahla. Allahumma a'inna ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husna ibadatik ya Rabbil Kareem. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Hayyakumullah everybody, Hayyakumullah, Hayyakumullah, Yasmin and Basira and uh, Ghassan and Adil and Fatima and uh, Riyadh and just mashallah, Tabarakar Rahman. Right folks, oh yes the buzzer ones are in the house, yes bro, they're my champion couple, my champion couple, best auntie and uncle in the whole, on the whole planet, right. Folks, recording's looking good and crisp in terms of the podcast. Alaikum salam Zakaria. Allah, 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 Allah. We are honored today. Um, as for the picture, I think it's fine. In fact, it is fine. But it's got that uh, f- a flash thing. We've been doing lots of, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, 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 you know, testing and researching and this and that, whatever. We've realized that the problem is not with the equipment or the thingy, it's with the YouTube interface. And so, uh, to, um, I mean, it hasn't happened so far, but you know, mashallah tabaraka rahman, it's going to happen, isn't it? Yeah? It's going to flash and flicker and all that behavior. So, um, that is because of the interface as opposed to, I didn't want to change the interface. What I mean by that is to have a Zoom thing embedded in the portal which will be absolutely fine, or another program, which is like a a software kind of thing. So I said, forget it, you know. Uh, We'll go with this now, and then I look to maybe put on the the, the Wirecast or the the, the studio uh, version. TK boys and girls, all right? Okay, now, um, I've got a little bit of doubt where I am, to be honest, in terms of where we got to last week. What are we saying, Mesa? What are we saying, uh, boys and girls? Who's going to... Stick their necks out and tell us where we are. Because I'm not sure, you know. I know we're on page 340. I just can't remember which which statement we stopped at. I mean, for me, it makes sense that we stopped at وَسَهْوَنْ يَسْجُدْ لَهُ He makes sajda. And that we're starting that new subsection in زَادَ رَكَعَ That's my guess. Who's going to confirm for me? What are we saying, man? Come on. Actually, none of you remember, do you? From what in Zada. That's what I thought. Zakalaka Rehan. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with that. Um, now, let's. Um, yeah, I've got that. You know, I have the same problem you guys have, by the way, which is that the text doesn't load. You know when you go into the study material, Zad al you press reload, it doesn't it doesn't load. And you have to then reload the whole thing. Uh, refresh the whole thing and then go into Yeah. Then you have to go into the thinking that's a mission man. That's a real problem that. Anyway. Uh where are we? Alright, so we're reading the sentence now. Okay, so don't worry where you are, where you think we are. This is where we are, okay? I agree completely with this. This is the Arabic and this is the English. 
What did we do last week? Yushra'u li ziyadatin wa naqsin The prostration for, for, for forgetfulness Sujudu sahu Yushra'u li ziyadatin wa naqsin wa shakkin La fi amdin fil fard wa na La fi amd Fil fard wa nafila Fumata zada fi'lan min jinsi salah Qiyaman au qu'udan au ruku'an au sujudan Amdan batulat Wa sahwan yasjudu lahu That is what we covered last week Which is that that the prostration for forgetfulness is legislated for an addition, a removal. The word, by the way, is an omission. That's the word that I wanted, yeah? An omission. An addition, an omission, and then number three, some doubt. May some make that a point, yeah, so that I can change that uh, translation in the uh, main text, in the, the thingy text. So that's what it's legislated for, these three scenarios. And that happens in both the obligatory and the supererogatory prayers, as long as it was not done intentionally. When an action from the genus of the prayer itself is intentionally added, i.e. a standing, a sitting, a bowing, or a prostrating, the prayer is invalidated. If it is unintentional, it can be prostrated for. That is what we covered last week. All right? This week, and moving on. وَإِن زَادَ رَكْعَةً فَلَمْ يَعْلَمْ حَتَّى فَرَغَ مِنْهَا أو yeah, that's enough yani, for this week at least. Maybe next week too. So the translation of today's section is if one adds an extra unit and only realizes after they exit the prayer, they simply perform the prostration. If they realize, in brackets, during the prayer that they've added a rakah, close brackets, they are to immediately sit down, perform the tashahud if they haven't done so, done so already, Perform the prostration for forgetfulness and then offer the taslim. Let me just check the Arabic there one second. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and then after the if two trustworthy people alert the imam to a mistake, but he continues whilst being unsure he is correct, he is, his prayer, the imam's prayer, is invalidated as well as for the one following him who knew what was correct. It is not, however, invalidated for the one who was following unaware of what was correct or had forgotten or had left the imam's prayer. So that's basically today's... Uh, uh, topic now Abdul Ghaffar is saying he doesn't see the student discussion you just need to uh, re refresh uh, or something like that the, wo the website is w working fine I can see the comments everything is all smooth and quick and everything as far as I'm concerned as far as I'm concerned anyway alright folks on the phone, it isn't working. Come on, man. Which pack is Yanni doing the dust on the phone? You guys want to sort your life out. Unless you're a Yank or a Canadian, okay, which is an upgraded Yank, yeah? 
if you are one of these two people, then I get it. Yeah, because you're at work, you're on the slide, you got your headphones in, you're pretending to do your any work, okay? But you're actually doing something far better. Probably haram though, but yeah, and you're obviously doing dars. Then it's all about the phone. Abdul Ghaffar, if you're sitting there in Newcastle, yeah, or whatever the lame northeast part you are, or wherever you is, and not at work, and just dosing about, and using a phone lazy pack because you're lying down on the sofa, then you deserve beats, nothing else. We are on proper systems here, and you're, you're treating the class like as if it's Yanni, just watching the cricket. Yeah? Right. There we go. All right, let's jump in. Let's jump in. Basically, we know that there's some issues with the phone at the moment. That's being worked on, but the portal is working great. Portal is working fine, and that's all you need to know. And if you're on the phone, and you're having problems, then you deserve all the problems that you get. That's it. By the way, guys, I don't know if Amjad's in town. Jad, are you here? I just want to know if Jad's in the dance, by the way. He gets very, very upset when I just don't go the old school, the old fish. Okay? So, yeah, yeah, upgraded Yank. Alright? Just for you guys, I'm going to put on some atarit for the class. Just to create the, the, the zone. Respect for the knowledge. Now this, yeah. Let me tell you what this is. This is the copy version. No. This is one of my, one of my friends. We did Hajj together. What's the name of his company? Alright, Jad. Well, you know what it is, Jad? Yeah, this is purely to freak you out, okay? Cheeky fish. Cussing the dars. Cussing our tangents. Cussing yani, us enjoying ourselves, you know, fish. Right. So this, right, is um, uh, here's the thingy, but I've completely... It is my happy place. Happy place. But t today is more than happy place. Today's difficult subject. Not difficult subject, but you know. So I wanted to create yani some barakah, some some you know what I'm saying. I want to lift it up a little bit. Yeah, this is what Lutz uses. Lutz's perfume is from Avon, of course. Yani she only buys it off when someone knocks on the door. She goes, "Yeah, I love that." Right now, the rest of us though, right? Um, I feel, I'll be honest with you. I've forgotten the name of his uh, company. He does you know perfumes that copy uh, other things. Yeah, you know when you copy a, a, a fragrance and you do it yourself. So. It's been going on, it's still going on. Avon is yeah, like 40 years old, 50 years old now. And Lutz, of course, yeah, he joined out yeah, when she was 10 anyway. So obviously you can work that out. Okay. I'm in no mood for Lutz today. One little bit. One little bit. Okay. So um, just to finish this point, he this is his copy version of Nasimoto. Black Afghano. Yes, bro. Love that smell. I went into shop the other day to see if I can buy the original. Oof. Oof. 120 quid for 35 mils. All right. That stuff is lethal how good that is. It's so good. Remember I told you, okay, black Afghano. Afghano spelled completely wrong. Yeah, they've no, no H in the Afghano. A-F-G-A-N-O. Okay, which is disgraceful to be honest. But Black Afghano by Nasimoto, the house of perfume house, is oud and it's proper manga, correct? It's proper manga. 125, 125, 35 mils. 
and that's only a little bit. This one, I can't remember how much this is, but it's about half the price, and it's almost as good. It's not the, I'm not, I'm not going to lie, it's not the absolute, it's not, you know, it's alright. Sometimes you've got to have these coffee ones, you know what I mean? Just to do a little dab. Right, so, little dab. Right, <laughs> I did that for Amjad, just to make him, remind him that he's young. Right, we're in Zad Raka'ah. Now, we're, gonna enter in, we're now entering into the, I'm going to try it, I'll try it, Amwaj. I like it. I'm not a massive fan of a but I like it. We're now entering into the um, uh, the, the, the nuts and bolts of what type of mistake you make and how you rectify it with respect to the sajdazahu. This is going to get quite detailed. You're going to realize that the sajdazahu, right? There are there there uh, to to follow the sunnah, quote unquote. There is no such thing as there's just oh you just do sujud sahu and that's it. Each different type of mistake falls into a category, and every category of mistake will have a specific time and location for the sujud as sahu. Okay, so um, let's let's yani, uh, 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 say that at the beginning to kind of you know set the scene. The one that we're doing now is the addition aspect. That's what we're focusing on, right? So if you add addition, then... Guys, am I dreaming? I'm looking at the video and it's like miles behind. Okay, I'm going to say a number and I want you to type it as soon as I say it, okay? Five. Okay, all right, alhamdulillah. Oh, you know, you know. By the way, so that that that's about four or five seconds. That's okay. That that delay is fine. That delay is fine. But guess what? The video that's playing that I'm looking at, at the portal, it's still got me holding the bottle up. The video's got me holding the bottle up. The one that I've got playing. I think that's because I've refreshed it too late. But anyway, no, no, you guys are definitely live with me. That's fine. Okay, well, my heart's at rest now. I'm looking at the video and it's me. It's me talking about five minutes ago. My own connection, I don't know, that doesn't make sense. Bro, you want to slow down, Zakaria? I'm on like 350 megabytes, virgin, whatever it's called. So, now I want you to think of your mind, in your mind, of every increase. And I want you to be outside the box. I don't want you to think of increase when you're talking about increase. See, that's Jad. There you go. Half an hour behind everybody else. So, I want you to think... Um, uh, uh, an increase is not just you know. Oh, I was praying four rakah. Now I'm going. Now I end up praying five rakah. An increase is any act of the prayer that is essential to the prayer that's added. Okay, even if by mistake. Right, even if by mistake, even if done unintentionally, because you're trying to fix a problem in the prayer. All of this will start coming into addition. So that so the classic example. So a classic example would be, right? So, you know, the mind is probably thinking an addition to the prayer is if I stand up for the fifth rakah, which of course it is. But an addition to the prayer is also you're in the first rakah of whatever. You see, now I'm not even sure. Now I know you guys who are on the on the thingy, yeah, on the portal now looking at Zaid, just put five right now, yeah? And I know that you're thinking the same thing as me. 
Is my guy having a laugh or what? Yeah, Zaid, Amjad, all you lot, you need to really, <laughs> you guys are like five minutes behind or something. And that's clearly your connection. You know what I'm saying? Right? That's what I'm saying. Right. So, the, uh, the, uh, 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 if you are sitting, if they are sit, if you are sitting uh, down in the first raka'ah of, say, Maghrib, uh, in Sajda, and you are, uh, uh, oh, right. Right, right. Okay, apparently there's some glitches. Sumer is saying that the video is glitching. I don't know why that is. But the stream is fine, by the way. So I don't know. I think you've got to just stick on the click on the, the thing. Yeah, what Fizza and Mesa said. Ajib. I don't know. I, I, I have not noticed the. Uh, 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 I don't know. In fact, you know what? Oh, right. Yeah, you're right. No, no, uh, you're right. I just went to the video and the live button was not pressed. You've actually got to press live. They haven't pressed live. Yeah. Okay. So, um, just to put your minds right, let's imagine I'm in the first raka'ah and I've gone down to sajda. And I thought that I did the two sajdas. But in actual fact, I only did one. And I stand up for the raka'ah. Okay. When I stand up for the second raka'ah and I realize, okay, that, oh, I only did one sajda, you're going to learn that I have to immediately go back down and do the sajda again or the extra sajda, okay? So I now, I now go back down and I do that sajda and I stand back up again. You need to know that other than the mistake and the forgetfulness and whatever, whatnot, what you've technically, technically done is you've added to the prayer. You added to the prayer in going down back into sajda. You added to the prayer technically when you stood back up again. Okay? Even though that's the right thing to do because you added an extra standing when you stood up erroneously before the sajda. The correct sajda. So I, I, I'm just saying that as an introduction to the concept that a addition to the prayer does not just mean what you might think in your mind. That, you know, it's just something which is, you know, you're adding a number a fifth raka'ah or, or a third sajda. Addition is unintentional things that happen whilst you're trying to correct things. And these lead to an addition. All right. So for example, Sheikh says uh, in, in commentary to his statement, and if you increase in a unit, raka'ah, and he's not aware of it until he uh, has, and he's not aware of it, okay, until he has uh, passed on from there, okay. Now passed on from there, yani faragha minha, there are two interpretations from that. Does he mean passing on from that raka'ah or passing on from the salah? Minha, the female pronoun, is it returning back to that he's that's that single unit, right? Or but that he added. Has he moved on from that raka'ah now there? Or does it mean he's finished the moved on from the prayer itself? Technically speaking, it's not going to actually make much difference. But I just want you to be aware that there is some potential flexibility in what that means. Okay. But Anyway, so an easy example of that is that a, a person will be praying dhuhr and he prays five raka'ah instead of four, okay? And he doesn't realize that until he's sitting in tashahud, okay? So this person right now is fulfilling the example that the author is giving because he's finished from the raka'ah, he's already added the fifth, it's done and dusted, he's messed it up now and he's, he's finished from that scenario and he's in the last straight now, the home straight. He's in the tashahud. 
He's about to give salams and he now realizes. Okay? So he's realized now. Alright? And then Sheikh then on top of page 341, he then says, well, and that could also mean if he's left the prayer as well, completely. Right? So the second example would be he's prayed dhuhr, he's praying dhuhr, he's prayed five, he finishes the prayer, and whilst he's sitting there, he remembers or he realizes that he's prayed five. So same, same, the scenarios are both the same. Right? In the first one, he realizes whilst he's in tashahud, he's finished from that rak'ah. In the second scenario, he's finished from that extra rak'ah he's added, but he's actually finished from the salah as well. Okay? So, فَعَلَى هَذَا فَيَكُونْ قَوْلُهُ سَجَدْ أَيْ بَعْدَ السَّلَامِ فَإِذَا زَادَ رَكَعَهُ Okay? وَلَمْ يَعْلَمْ حَتَّى فَرَغَ مِنْهَا فَإِنَّهُ يَشْرُدْ لِسَاهُ وُجُوبًا فَإِنَ عَالِمَ قَبْلَ أَنْ يُسَلِمْ فَهَلْ يَشْرُدْ قَبْلَ السَّلَامِ أَوْ يَشْرُدْ بَعْدَهُ Okay? Now, this is important. According to the madhab, okay, according to the madhab, the Hanbali school, because he's still inside the prayer, and he's realized that he's added to the prayer, extra rakah, then as the text says, he does sajda. That basically means before the taslim, before the salam. So according to the Hanbali school, and you're going to learn in this session as we go on over the next few weeks, that the, that this is this is me introducing the idea that the scholars differed over when the sajda should occur. Before the salam, after the salam. Before the salam, after the salam. And when will it occur? All right? The Hanbali school's own take on it and the other madhahib yani, have their own versions of it as well. I'm going to be... I've always followed the position of Ibn Taymiyyah on this. It's the most... Uh, one that makes sense. The one that combines all the evidences. It was popularized by Sheikh Uthaymin who wrote a little essay on this called Sajdasahu which we studied like 20 years ago. And uh, that's what I'm going to be teaching as a class position as well. Right? Uh, obviously, he's teaching that here anyway. But he wrote that separately to the teaching of Zadar Mustaqnia, the, to, to, to the commentary of this book. He, it was a little basic thing. So, um, uh, 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 the Hanbali school, just remember this, their basic rule is that every mistake, any mistake, the sajda sahu happens before the taslim. So before you exit the prayer, you do the sajda sahu. Okay, that's the general rule. The only time, the only time in the Hanbali school do you have a sajda, a sujood sahu after the taslim is if you've left the prayer already. And yeah, correct, Slash, well done. When you find out after the salah. So if you and this is a very logical, sensible position, actually, when you combine the evidences, except that it will not cover all the hadith that are on the subject. The other hadith yani, necessitate for us to have a more nuanced yani, uh, uh, approach to it. But that's the interesting point about the Hanbali school, that they say all of their sujood are before the taslim, except if you uh, uh, exit the prayer. And if you exit the prayer, well, you know what it is, you can't go back anyway, so you might as well. So it's not, it's not even like they want to, but it's kind of reluctant, well, we're here now, so we might as well do it. Yeah? Um, as you're going to find out, Sheikh Uthameen and Ibn Taymiyyah and a number of scholars from the Salaf, they considered actually, no, it's more nuanced. There's some after and some before. But this is the single most important statement you're going to write down of this entire subject. 
all of the fuqaha are agreed that the timing of the sajda, whether before or after, is a matter of istihbab, is a matter of recommendation, not obligation or not a condition of the mistake rectifier. In other words, if a person intentionally or unintentionally, because they didn't know, messed up the where the sajda should go before the salam or after the salam, depending upon the mistake, it is sufficient to rectify the mistake. Whereas putting the sajda in the right place before the salam, after the salam, according to the scholars who push that position, whatever that position is, is more rewarded. It's not like, it's not like, like what I'm trying to say is that you're about to realize, you're about to learn right now. In fact, let me, let me say this point. So according to the Hanbalis, in this scenario, if you increase a rak'ah, you pray dhuhr five rak'ah, okay? And then in the tashahud, you realize that. Then you now finish off the salah. You do your durood sharif, Allahumma salli Muhammad. You do your dua. And then you go Allahu Akbar and you go into sajda as-sahu. Two times, normal. You say subhanahu rabbi al-a'la as per normal. Everything as per normal. And then you say, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. And this is called the sujood sahu qabla salam or qabla taslim. This is the prostration for forgetfulness before the taslim. Yeah? When you're doing it, that's, that's what it's known as. As I said, the humbly school, they have all of these. And that's what it says in the text. Our class position, Sheikh Uthaymin's position, Ibn Taymiyyah's position, is that every addition to the prayer, Anytime you add something to the prayer, the sujood the, al-sahu the, 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 the is after the taslim, after the salam, after the exit. These three words are synonyms, yeah? Taslim means salam, means exit. That's what you're doing, yeah? When you say salam alaikum you've exited the prayer. Um, and obviously, we'll come later into the details, but to exit the prayer, the minimum required to exit the prayer, according to the majority of scholars, is just one. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. That's why they that's why they only do one and then they go. But I want you to know that if a person did Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, Allahu Akbar, that's fine as well. He's just basically properly, properly exited the prayer, if that makes sense. Because when you exit the prayer with one, you've exited. Legally, with the minimum. Because only one taslim is required to exit the prayer. The second taslim, according to many scholars, not all of them, is only a sunnah. is only an extra one that's required. As we covered in all of the you know last couple of years. Yeah, Go back and review that. So, then you would do the sajda sahu. Then you'd sit back up. Right? And then you'd give the, 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 the salams again. This is what it looks like when we call it after the taslim. Now again... The details are coming. Sheikh is not going into the details of sujood al-sahu right now. That's coming up later. I know what's immediately on your hearts and minds for the majority of you is that we now start durood sharif again. At-tahiyyatulillah, do the tashahud again and do Allahumma salli again, whatever. And that's of course the pack way, right? Or at the very least, if you don't do at-tahiyyatul at least, then at least you would do uh, the durood sharif. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. You do that again. And yes, that is the Hanafi position. And by the way, yes, that's not made out of uh, you know made up for fun. That is based upon a narration of the Prophet ﷺ as collected by Imam Abu Dawood. 
um, the criticism of this position is that this hadith is too weak to be established as an evidence. And the plethora of evidences to the contrary, which are not only authentic but held by so many of the companions and whatever, drown out this hadith even if it wasn't weak. And then when you add that the hadith is weak, so you've got one hadith standing on its own and a whole sea saying yeah, that there's no evidence to indicate that there's a big pause and you're reciting the tashahud again, but rather it's an immediate two sajda and then salam. Versus, uh, uh, you know, one that's saying it is. So that would be, that would consider falling into a category of shahad anyway, that is odd compared versus the majority of hadith. Then throw into the mix that the hadith sanad, is chain, is not very strong. So you know that the overwhelmingly uh, preponderant position is that there is no need to recite anything. So just for the sake of, because I can see some people asking, just for the sake so that you're not confused for weeks, right? This is how the Sajda Sahu would uh, go. So you'd be in Tashahud. You know that you've added Raka'ah, for example, okay? Um, uh, you've realized that in the you're, you're now, you've done five, effectively. You're sitting there and you're Allahumma Salaam Muhammad Ali Muhammad and you're saying that and you realize, you know what, I prayed five. Okay, so according to the class position, you're going to finish off, you know, the salah. Then you're going to say, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, Allahu akbar, Subhana rabbiyal ala, Subhana rabbiyal ala, Subhana rabbiyal ala, Allahu akbar. And in this position, if you, there is no requirement to say Rabbi Ghafirli because this is not part, this is not copying the, uh, uh, the prayer per se. If you added it, would it be a problem? I don't think it's a problem if you said Rabbi Ghafirli, Rabbi Ghafirli, but I'm just saying. Yep, it's not a requirement. Allahu Akbar. Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la. Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la. Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la. Allahu Akbar. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. That is the sujood al-sahu. Two of them, always two. After the taslim. That's what it means by after the taslim. In the Hanbali school, it would be Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala Muhammad. Finish this salah, uh, uh, whatever dua you said. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fi al-akhirati hasana wa kina adhaab al-nar. Allahumma a'ina la dhikrika wa shukrika wa sna'ibadatik. You're about to say salam, but you just suddenly go, Allahu Akbar, subhana rabbiyal ala. And then, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, subhana rabbiyal ala. Subhana rabbiyal ala, subhana rabbiyal ala. Allahu Akbar. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. That is the sujood sahu before the taslim. That's what it would look like. That's what happens in the Hanbali school for all additions. Whereas the class position and Sheikh Uthameen's position is that it is to be done afterwards. Before I come to your questions, why is that? Why is that? Why are we doing it afterwards? Firstly, uh, Sheikh Uthameen says, the first evidence is the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa he, in one famous incident that's narrated by uh, Imam Muslim, okay, he prayed uh, a four raka'ah prayer, five. It was either Dhuhr or Asr, and that's the doubt on the, 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 the narrator, whether it was Dhuhr or Asr. And after he said, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, the sunnah of the Prophet is to turn round, right? To sit round and like this kind of angle, yani, you know, kind of like... Uh, um, it's like a uh, 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 not directly facing them, but kind of, uh, you know, at an angle, facing a congregation, and he would then make dhikr, right? 
and but it's not direct facing but it's kind of facing yeah that was his sunnah and uh 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 when he obliqued uh, thank you shazad amin thank you very much um and when he would do that he would then continue his dhikr and that's why the companions knew about the dhikr they knew about the fingers because they observe it directly face to face right straight straight uh, on and there are many hadith that talk about that but anyway get that for now so he did that and the companion said to the prophet sallallahu you prayed five right now i want you to know before we move forward that you may think that the prophet sallallahu only made a mistake once and by the way let's see you know when i'm getting comfortable in my chair i'm going to start enjoying myself by the way this is actually a fascinating area of hadith for those who are students of hadith or those who are advanced students. <laughs> the legs would come up, man, if I didn't have this hernia problem. I swear the legs would come up, man. So metaphorically, I've just put my legs up, okay? The fascinating thing here is how many times actually did the Prophet ﷺ really, really, from a hadith criti crit uh, uh, critique point of view, did he really make a mistake? There's a real desire there, not a desire, temptation. There's a real temptation there to, 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 to almost believe, okay? And I don't want to cause controversy and cause fitna, but um, uh, there's a real temptation to believe that this only happened once or twice, okay? And that the companions have their own versions of that story. And it comes across as if it happened like 10 times because there are 10 different versions from 10 different companions. Okay? And this is a delicate kind of discussion because you can imagine, obviously, if we're saying that it only happened a couple of times or once even, and it's turned into this big kind of, you know, he made a mistake here, made a mistake here, forgot here, forgot here. You know, it's a fascinating area. That's what I want to say. What we, I mean, it's not so important in the scheme of things because the only thing that matters is that did he, sallallahu alayhi wa do a mistake and show us how to rectify it? The answer is yes. And are we covered for every type of mistake? The answer is yes. So ultimately, that's the only thing that matters, isn't it, really? Yeah? So, um, but I just want you to be aware that in one version, it's narrated by Abdullah ibn Mas'ud. Another narration is narrated by uh, uh, by Abu Huraira, another narration is narrated by another companion, and in one of them it's saying it was definitely Dhuhr, in the other one it's saying that it was just he prayed five, doesn't mention the prayer. In another one, explicitly it says it, it was either Dhuhr or Asr. Now, again, technically, it doesn't have any major consequences, but it is interesting to be able to, uh, uh, you know, it, 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 you know, what, you know what this thing does. If any of you, you know, I was having this discussion of Yasser, Qadi. You know, the, the, the whole thing about Yasser at the moment, uh, you know, the guy's burnt off the whole Salafi movement, you know, blah, blah, blah. Got lots of hate over it over the last 20 years, 30 years, 25 years, whatever. And, you know, he's on this kind of mission to try and um, multi, you know, every, every day he sees himself on this big kind of, you know, crusade. He sees his own crusade as this intellectual uh, requirement to educate what when it comes to the masses okay educate the masses as uh, uh, educate the masses to the depth 
and the uh, the level of difference of opinion that you weren't aware of. So just calm down and recognize that even those things you thought were set in stone are not set in stone. Wake up. And that kind of crusade. And then, then towards the students of knowledge and those who are advanced and whatever, the same lesson, but in a more intense way to try to humble them, to them to shut up, sit down, hashtag sit down, stay in your lane, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You don't know what you're talking about. There are people who are older than you that know and who stay quiet or whatever. And there are many things. And the classic example of this, and now obviously this is a very, this is a, this is a controversial approach. It's not a good approach, actually. I mean, I, I've told him frankly, and he's been uh, cussed heavily for this. But, you know, uh, um, there are, there are, uh, uh, there are pros and cons. You see, like, uh, ironically, with that, he's, he's talking about the advanced TISA uh, 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 courses in America. Um, uh, see, Sumera has said that the Sharh of Sun, the Sharh of Sunnah author or not, okay, um, on Barbahari, for those who study theology, all right, we found it to be very weak. So in my opinion, that was a very poor version. The general students who have been brought up in on, on the Salafi Da'wah, especially when that was like a key fundamental book for them, okay? Now for me, I couldn't care less about the book, but don't tell anybody that, yeah? In fact, most, not, 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 not the most, probably the second most overrated book ever in history, but um, uh, uh, the... You can see there's way, way too much bias coming through. And he knows that. He recognizes that. You see, even in the attempt to revive critical thinking, it's still going to come from an angle. And it's the most difficult thing in the world to drop your, your influence, to leave behind your bias. It's so, so difficult. Everybody's got it. I've got it. Everybody else has got it. Okay. His bias is so, so dominant. The Western academic influence upon him the Yale side of his study, the bur being burned as well, personally so much by people attacking day and night, okay? And anyone who is you know, of that, you know, or used to be of that ilk, you know, creates a level which is just difficult to overcome. It is difficult to overcome. So, uh, uh, so the, my point is not really to focus on the, the individuals, individual aspects of how he's doing it, but the point is for you to realize that this is a very, it's a very, it's distasteful, way of dealing with it. At the same time, there are many benefits of doing it. So the perfect example of what I'm trying to explain is the Ismail Ishaq debate. Who was the one that was uh, 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 offered to be slaughtered by Ibrahim salam? Now, you know, unless you've seen the lecture, okay, and even if you saw the lecture, frankly, every single um, Every single one uh, is, uh, you know, how is it anyone but Ismail? Of course it's Ismail. Now, the great thing about that lecture, now obviously those of us who, who studied that long time ago, said tafsir, we, we knew that the dominant position has always been Ishaq. Always been Ishaq. Okay? Um, but those who don't know, they're like, whoa, how is that possible? That we got it so wrong. All this time I'm thinking it's yeah, you know, Ismail alayhi salam. But it was actually according to the you know predominant position of the early Imams, it was Ishaq. That's a classic example of using 
uh, of educating the masses to be critical thinkers, to not assume anything at face value, blah, blah, blah. And it doesn't have, um, it's politically free. You see, this is the point, right? And I spoke to him about this last night, actually, about, about he's got to use better examples of trying to establish thingy. Because he mashed it up something chronic yani, by using the Quran. And he made Tawbah of that because it was the stupidest thing ever. And it, you know, but in fairness to him, as he said it openly, he said he never intended for it to come out. But actually, he was very irresponsible with it because he did lead to it to come out into the, into the open. But the reason that he's doing these kind of subjects is because he wants to try to get people to be critical thinking thinkers. Which, by the way, we have to be. Because the intellectual yani, quagmire that we're stuck in is horrible. It's just so depressing, right? And it's one of the reasons why I genuinely believe that we have to start moving on from the rigidity of being restricted to madhahib and only being stuck in madhahib unless you are an educated, real critical thinker within a madhahib. Then 100% you should stick to madhahib. It's like people in this class here, I have no problem whatsoever in sticking to uh, uh, the Hanbali school or any school whilst you're studying and being aware that there's evidences and, because you're humble in your position of the madhahib. Because you are first-hand learning and understanding where and why others differ, right? So that, that, but when you try to achieve that using areas that the scholars don't open doors to or that are controversial or that are difficult, yeah? Then that's, you know, you've got to have a level of responsibility. So he messed that up and he knows that and he apologized for that. And the Ismail and Ishaq one was about as good as it gets as choosing the right example. Because it shocks people. It really does make them more critical. It makes them aware. It makes them more tolerant. It has no political connotation. It has no Western liberal agenda attached to it. The consequences of having to change your opinion doesn't lead to an Iman, uh, an Iman crisis. It's not. This is the skill of educating people. Okay. Um, the the uh uh. uh the list of things to choose are many to use as examples to educate people to open up their eyes and ears. But most of them are very dangerous, right? Now, the one that I just gave you is an example of one which isn't dangerous. It doesn't cause Yanni a big upheaval and it does allow people to be more critical of what they're reading and understanding, if that makes sense. I.e., you know what? I'm going to put the theory forward. That there's only one time that the Prophet ﷺ prayed five rakah, not yani you know, the ten, fifteen that are in, in being indicated. And I think that there were mistakes on behalf of the companions that were narrating it, that made it out like it was a mistake is a relative word, made it out like it was multiple incidents. Actually, it was a single incident. And by the way, this is an area of the Sunnah which is a very interesting area and a very difficult one. Okay, it's a very difficult one. Uh, meaning, uh, 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 i.e. Are certain people actually two different people or are they the same person? And by that extension, are certain incidents two separate incidents or are they a single incidents? For example, I've just finished obviously teaching the fiqh of death. Yeah, I don't, I, the next one will be in, in a good few months probably. Okay. And I've done it like, you know, we did a round of the cities, maybe seven, eight times we taught it. This is the single weekend version. So it's the condensed version because people don't like to, you know, commit to do double weekends. When I say double weekend, I mean like how we used to study in the old school. Obviously now, 
the single weekend class is is four hours, four hours, four hours, four hours, which is technically a double weekend, but it's still a single weekend light version. In the double weekend version that we used to teach, which is double the content or double the depth, I should say, okay, I spend a significant amount of time explaining that the famous woman that was stoned, right, because she did zina and came to the Prophet ﷺ to admit, you'll see the vast majority of scholars saying that this is one woman, the famous incident, and there are all the different narrations are of versions of that. Actually, I have no doubt whatsoever that there are two separate women, two separate incidences. Al-Ghamadiya, it's known as Al-Ghamadiya. One of them is Al-Ghamadiya and the other one is of child. Yani, um, uh, meaning that the nuances, I don't want to go into that now either, but I mean, obviously I'm going on crazy tangents now and I've got to stop. But the point is, is that uh, uh, if there are... In this scenario, if I explain it, no one's iman is going to crash. They're going to go, oh, that's really interesting. And even though the statements that are going to be made are going to be big statements, they're going to, I'm going to have to say, Ibn Hajar, you know, well, actually Ibn Hajar got it right. But I'm going to say, Ibn Taymiyyah got it wrong. Or Ibn Al-Qayyim, yani made a mistake on this when he said that. Or, you know, you know, uh, or uh, the, the Salaf, yani, you know, had this position, etc. So, you can educate people to, to differences and tolerance and whatever without having to go into super controversial areas, right? And crash people's iman or cause controversy or want to keep yourself relevant. And the problem is at the moment is that um, it's okay at, at one level when someone like Yasser is doing it because he doesn't need the, uh, the relevance, okay? He has a reputation for the last 10 years for doing this since he left Medina, right? So he didn't, but you've got too many other folks who are not qualified, who don't use these examples per se, but use the principle of talking about controversial things to uh, create a name for themselves. Because controversy obviously is viral and it spreads and it's interesting. And, you know, a lot of people listening to this will find this very interesting because it's about names and interesting and controversy. That's just a new, that's human nature. I mean, it is what it is, right? So, um, I don't know, I, I can't remember why we went that way, but I just wanted to say that I don't believe that these hadiths are as many as is suggested, okay? We ha are certain of one incident and one incident, I don't say alone, but that is when the Prophet ﷺ prayed and a, a companion known as Zul Yadain, okay, corrected the Prophet ﷺ with a lot of confidence and the Prophet ﷺ then asked for, yani, whatever. Now, but then it seems like there's so many other uh, uh, other points. Before I move on, let me just answer some of the questions here, because I know that um, uh, I know that. Uh, uh, so yeah, Sumer says that I'm enjoying these critical thinking lectures, and that's the main thing. Watch uh, with a critical mind, okay? Yeah, this is the matrix matrix. So whilst you're watching the one which is critiquing the reality, you make sure you're watching the critiquing of the reality, you critiquing, critiquing it and knowing it's coming from a biased position as well. You know what I'm saying? Inception and all that kind of stuff. Even though I never understood Inception at all. What a waste of time that was, right? Um, Solange, we'll come back to your question in a second. Uh, Safa, don't worry too much because it's, it is a bit advanced stuff. Don't worry too much. 
Um, listen to the Ismailis Haq one too. I knew about that, so I wasn't. I do think both examples so far have been interesting. Um, but actually, all of them, all of his library chats are aimed at doing that. Okay? All of the. Uh, 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 so the ones that he released today, for example, although not all of them, but they are aiming certainly on masturbation, for example, that is a, a very controversial concept, not just from the fiqh point of view. Right to try to uh, suggest that it's okay or not as haram as people might think, so that does come as a shock. But much more so the political ram or the socio-political ramification of that, and whether we want that to be an option to young people or not, and uh, uh, the differences in parent in parenting, and those that have been working incredibly hard to ensure that that does not need to be an option. And suddenly it becoming an option versus uh, those, uh, you know, who have struggled or, you know, for, the, for regardless of how good or not they are. Um, and it now being there to help them because there's no doubt it will help some people. Right. Um, uh, so he's that, that's a constant. But you've got to be critical, got to be critical of the, especially the people who are who are claiming to be critical and. Frankly, Yasser would expect no, none less, nothing less. Okay, me and him go back and forth at least twice a day, or once once a day, on average once a day, on various issues. Okay, long, detailed, yani going back, especially on investment, especially on four hundred one k's, especially on pensions, especially on whatever, whatnot, and you know uh, this kind of stuff. And he knows because he knows that that uh, he doesn't need yes men. He needs people to challenge his position. And he needs to be also see that there are other people out there that have a position which is even more well formulated that he might go to, etc., etc. Right, that's enough of that. Um, so um, we're doing the evidences. Let's finish the evidences and then we'll come to the questions on it. Please don't forget your question and you can post it in a minute. But let's just finish the evidences of why Sheikh Uthameen is saying that we make sajda afterwards. He said, because when the Prophet is in Sahih Muslim was praying, he prayed five. He finishes the prayer. He gives taslim. He finishes the prayer. He turns around and he says, if one of you has doubt about what they prayed and uh, then let him make taharri. فَلْيَتَحَرَّ الصَّوَابِ يعني تحري, تحري. The best way that I can describe Tahari is to have a deep reflection on it, okay? And decide what is the correct position. So if you're doubting, have I prayed four or have I prayed five? Sorry, have I prayed three or have I prayed four? Have I prayed three or have I prayed four? Think of what you recited, think of this, and now come to the right decision. That right decision is either going to, as you're going to see a little bit later, is either that I don't know, so I'm going to assume the lesser to be on the safe side. Or, no, I'm okay. I'm fine. I've actually prayed for, so I'm now going to just finish off. And you're confident. You had some doubt. You thought about it. You had to stop, pause, think about it. You worked it out. Now you move on. This is known as tahari. If you are unable to have that confidence, right? You've thought about it. You can't work it out. Then the Prophet ﷺ said, ثُمَّ لِيَبْنِ Ali. Yani, work out where you think you're at 
at a base minimum or at least as close to certainty as possible and then build upon that. And what that means is that if you are not sure, then you are not sure whether it's three or four, then assume it to be three and then build on top of that. Okay. He didn't in this hadith indicate when he explained what to do when you have doubt about how to pray the sajda. And he did not say that pray do the sajda before the salam. He did not say that. فَلَمَّا سَجَدَ بَعْدَ السَّلَامِ وَلَمْ يُنَبِّحَ أَنَّ مَحَلَّ السُّجُودِ لِحَدِّ زِيَادَ قَبْلَ السَّلَامِ عُلِمَ أَنَّ السُّجُودِ لِزِيَادَ يَكُونَ بَعْدَ السَّلَامِ he did not mention in his explanation of how to fix a mistake to make the sajda before the taslim. Rather, he then turned to the sajda, he then turned around back into towards qibla and he went straight down to the sajda. And then he gives the taslim. And because he doesn't add anything further, and neither nobody else questions it or says anything, we understand therefore from this incident that we have learned that once you make a mistake and you have finished, or once you add and you have finished, then you do the sajda after the taslim. Because he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that's, that's what he did. But also, he did not say in the future, because he did, he explained, in the future, when you have this problem, do this. I.e., fix the prayer like doing this. As for the taslim, he didn't say anything. He just went for sajda. So if you're observing someone explaining something to you, right? Right, you know, uh, oh, what? Have I prayed five? Okay, then. Next time when you're praying, if you have doubts, or next time, if this, if that, do this, do that, do this, do that. And I don't say to you, and once you've done that, then do the sajda before the taslim and then say, Islam alaikum rahmatullah. I don't say that, but rather I then finish explaining to you what you need to do and then turn around and then go for the sajda that's indicating to you that this is the correct ending. Practically, I'm showing you this is the correct ending of how to fix the problem. And that is what Ibn Taymiyyah said. And that's what some of the uh, Salaf said. And that is one of the key arguments of why when you add a, uh, a prayer, add a situation. Now, because it's important this part, by the way, where, he, where we say he didn't talk about this in the future. Because the Hanbalis will turn around and say, well, hold on. Well, of course it's after the Taslim because you only caught the mistake after the Taslim. So the response to that would be, that's true. But then the Prophet ﷺ actually gave instructions of what to happen in the future. And in the future, if it happens again, he then would have or should have said, add, added, and do it before the taslim. But he didn't, which means that it continues. Folks, please tell me that you understood the explanation of that evidence. And yes, Zakaria, that is a form of, ghal of the ghalabat al-dhan, but we're going to come to that. Did that make sense? All right, good. The second evidence, all coming, Shuim, all coming, everything coming, okay? All coming, everybody. Just want to make sure that it made sense. Half to sleep and full to, we'll, we'll come to that, Solange, okay? The second evidence is the hadith of Dhul Yadain. Now, the hadith of Dhul Yadain, right? This is a companion. He used to be a friend of Abu Bakr Siddiq, radiallahu anhu. I mean, a personal friend. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, this hadith is narrated uh, 266. Uh, this hadith I'm sure is in Bukhari, but don't quote me just yet. Uh, yeah, this hadith is narrated in Bukhari, hadith number 482. Okay. 
You know what I love about this hadith? Need to pound water smile back to my face. Um, it reminds me back of the day. I don't know if Shazad Yani remembers this Shaz, but uh, Fath al Bari days when we used to read Fath al Bari with uh, Kehlan, Sheikh Kehlan. And uh, you know, it used to be so much fun, man, back in the day. And um, Imam Bukhari, he narrates this hadith in the chapter of the Salah, in the book of Salah, sorry, right? Chapter title, right? Bab Tashbik al fil masjid wa ghayrihi. The chapter of crossing the fingers in the masjid and, other, and, and in other places. And we always said before that Bukhari, he's always indicating like these little kind of weird things, right? He's always, yani, you know, observing, always. Even Jad might remember these sessions, yeah? I'm Jad, I don't know if you are still with us or you're half an hour behind, yeah? But, you know, uh, 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 you know, people are looking for one thing in a hadith and Bukhari is like on a whole different planet. So we're trying to work out how to do sajda sahu and Bukhari is looking at what the Prophet is doing with his fingers. That's a madness. It's a madness. You love it. So in this hadith is very famous actually because the Prophet he prays two raka'ah in a, in a dhuhr or asr. We still don't know for certain but it seems like a dhuhr. He prays two raka'ah and he gives taslim. And he immediately, well, we don't know immediately but pretty much immediately stands up. And he starts, he starts pacing. One narration says he goes out the door, comes back through another door. In another narration, he leant against the, uh, the, 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 sorry, I did that, uh, against the pillar. He leant against the pillar. The companions are all looking at him. Uh, like, you know what's going on? All quiet. Yeah, and no one's saying anything, I mean. And then, you know, he, he, he's like, you know, like this. And like this. He's deep in thought, thinking, thinking, thinking. And then, and that's why Bukhari said that this is something which is allowed to do. Because by the way, this, as we said in uh, what, year three, four? Maysa, I can't remember now. This is one of the actions that you're not allowed to do in the prayer. So this is an evidence, actually Bukhari, for him, he jumped on this, which shows that it's not because of this or flapping around. It's the respect of the prayer that's important. As for doing this outside, the prayer is fine. Oh, was it last year? Sugar. All right. So, um, so anyway, what's fascinating is that Dhul Yadain, he's like that whole kind of, uh, 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 you know, Bedouin type, yeah, and he speak up, no flapping around, no filter kind of peoples, right? You know, that they shout out in the, in the Salah. So he's like, has, has the prayer been uh, uh, halved or... You know, has the prayer been uh, 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 reduced? Or did you forget? And the Prophet ﷺ said, no, the prayer has not been reduced. So Dhul <laughs> goes, okay, so you forgot then. Like straight out like that. So you forgot then. <laughs> it's a madness. It's a madness. And then the Prophet ﷺ turns to Abu Bakr al-Siddiq and says in one narration, he says to him, <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe in my top five of best narrations, he says, is what your friend, <laughs> is what your friend saying, is it true? Your mate, 
You know what I'm saying? Not my mate. Is what your mate saying, is that true? Yes, Ya Rasulullah, it's true. In the other narrations, he checked with everybody. Right? So this is what convinces me that certainly this one is one single narration, but just people's perception, right? Uh, so the other companions are like, you know, yeah, yeah it, that is the case. You definitely prayed too. You, you haven't prayed for, right? You've definitely prayed too. Anyway, um, so they told him, he then stood up, well, he was standing up already. He then jumped straight back into the prayer, jumped straight back into the prayer, completed the prayer. We don't have explicitly exactly how we did that. So before everyone's going to say, did he do takbir al-ihram again, whatever. The answer is no, but we don't have an explicit statement of what he physically did or didn't do. Let me just make that clear. He comes back into the prayer, completes it, completes it, okay, gives the taslim, all right, then does the two sajda, then does the taslim again. And so what we have now is a very strong evidence, very strong evidence, because in the first one you could say, well, you know, he did sajda sahu there after the salam because the prayer is done. All right, we said, okay, fair enough. Well, how, what are you, you going to say to this hadith then? The Prophet ﷺ went back into the prayer. Does that make sense? If he's gone back into the prayer, if it's meant to happen before the taslim, well, you can do it before the taslim. But he didn't. He went back into the prayer and completed it. And now this is a prayer with increases. Would you agree? The prayer has been increased. Come on, folks, tell me where it's been increased. If I pray two rak'ah and I exit it, and then I stand up and do two more. Where are the increases? Where are the increases in the prayer? I did extra salam. Very good. Sitting. Taslim. Tashahud. Durud Sharif. Yani, bare increases. Right? So, all of these increases have happened. These are therefore additions. And then in these additions, I now, yani, you know. And so I've still got the chance. If the correct way was to do it before the salam, I'd do it. But he didn't, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He completed the two extra rak'ah with all the extra additions and he still gave the salam. Sallama marra wahida. Yani, as-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullah. Allahu Akbar. Subhanahu rabbi al-asmanu rabbi al-asmanu rabbi al-asmanu Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Subhanahu rabbi al-asmanu rabbi al-asmanu rabbi Allahu Akbar. As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullah. As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullah. Aye. So that's a devastating uh, 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 evidence to be honest yeah. I mean I, I just want to emphasize what he says which I don't think is relevant but he's saying that uh, 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 thingy yep one hour and three minutes yep well, well done Umruqa. very good I think we'll go for another ten minutes maybe um, and uh uh, uh, so my point is, is that the um, my point is, is that it's important that this sajda was done because of an increase in action, not because of a decrease of anything. Nothing was decreased here; it was increased. Yeah, actions were added to the prayer, and that goes to the that goes back to the point I was saying at the beginning, that if you're thinking of addition 
purely in the term of numbers, I did a fifth rakah, I did a sixth rakah, or I did four instead of three maghrib. You're not understanding addition. Addition is adding things when you didn't even intend to add it. But when you step back and you think and you count them up, then you've added things to it, like the extra tasneem that you exited from. That shouldn't have been there as an addition to the prayer. Right. In that hadith, why doesn't it? Why, right. That's what we're going to come to, by the way, over the next few weeks, Shazad, right? And that's actually part of the text. If you have a look, a cheeky look at the English text, you will see that the that that's, that's, that that we we speak about this talking. So it's coming, all right. Uh, Mesa, uh, so he missed the rakaah and didn't realize it until after the prayer. Once he realizes he did the rakaah, he missed, did the taslim. Bro, why are you? Oh, oh, S is you know for S. I thought you meant he she. Okay, so uh, 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 two raka'ah, okay? He missed two raka'ah and didn't realize it until after the prayer. And once he realized it, he did the two raka'ah he missed, did the taslim, then did the sajda sahu, and then the taslim after that. That's correct. That's correct, Mesa. All right? In the hadith of Dhul Yadain, did the Prophet do taslim on one side only or both before he did sajda sahu? Does it clearly state? Yes, because it says sallama, right? Now, Theoretically, you could put an argument forward that when you say Salama, this means both. But linguistically, of course, it doesn't. Salama means that he gave Salam. Okay? So that's single in the Arabic. You could go all the way around the houses and say, well, Salam is uh, in principle always two. That would be weak though. Um, and the Prophet was told after the prayer, but he had a feeling anyway. We know that he had a feeling because he was uneasy, you know, right? Sunaya asks, are we allowed to give two salams at the end if you have to do the sajood, the sahu, or is it just one salam? It, you are allowed to, but the sunnah is one salam. But the hadith says, salama for both before and after sajda to sahu. That's very good, right? Did everybody get that, yeah? Sumaira said that, but that's also the same for the... Uh, 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 that's also the same for the end. It also says Salama. Okay, it also says Salama. Two points on this. A number of the narrations of the hadith don't mention actually Salama after the sujud al-sahu. Okay, just, so that, just to put that argument yani, to bed of the word Salama. Okay, as for those that do, then the principle is going back to the fact that we know that the obligation is only one. That the obligation is only one. This is not a hadith that's trying to prove two salams, right? Remember what we believe. We already believe that there's only one taslim to exit from the prayer. The only reason that we add a second taslim is because we know it's from the sunnah to do so from other hadith. Those other hadith a hadith which literally focus only on the taslim. Now, when the taslim is an afterthought and irrelevant, not irrelevant, but yani not the focus, yeah, then you're going to get very vague or very general references to it. So yeah, it does actually say only one. And that would be fine if you did only one. I hope that makes sense. Rehan, did that make sense? Sumer, did that make sense what I just said? Um... Let me just finish off the final part, okay? Because there's another evidence. So, Sheikh Uthameen wanted to do an, a textual evidences. So, he's done two textual evidences based upon us. Third, he wants to give an ugly evidence, a logical evidence. So, he says number three at the top of page four, uh, 342. He says, um, 
that an increase, any increase, is going to be an increase in the prayer. Okay? And the sujood is a increase. The sujood is an increase, the sujood is sahu I mean, as well. So it is from it is a it is from the wisdom or from the beauty of this act that it is delayed until after the prayer so that we do not end up just yani willy-nilly increasing the prayer, yani, you know, add another increase to the prayer. We've already yani, messed it up by adding a salam, we've already added thingy. Why are we adding a sujood into the uh, mix as well? Now, this is an ugly evidence, which you might think doesn't make sense because later on we're going to allow the uh, we're going to allow the sajda before the taslim. But that's where you'd be wrong. We're only allowing it in scenarios where there are no already increases. So it's not adding to the increase problem, if that makes sense. So anyway, that's not clear evidence. He's not meant to be the most strongest of evidences, but his point is is that sujood sahu is already an increase. So if it's an increase, then let's not yani take it to a different uh, level. Now, I I uh, uh, obviously I went off on tangents and stuff, and uh, there's lots of questions. Do I now focus on questions here, folks? Especially these uh, these two troublemakers here, or uh, and then all the other questions, or do we? Uh, carry on in the text and then do some more because we have now gone to an hour and ten minutes. All right, tell me what you think. All right, let's do some questions. So, what uh, 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 Sumer and Rehan? I hope everybody understands what Sumer and Rehan are uh, the point that they're making. It's a very good point, right? They're, they're saying that the hadith does not say why are if the hadith states salama thumma sajada thumma salama. This in Arabic translates as they gave one salam. This is technically what it says. They gave one salam. He gave one salam. Then he prostrated. By the way, I'm smiling because it didn't say two prostrations. Okay, that the text of the hadith, or some of the, most versions don't anyway. Okay, and then he gave one salam. And so the question is: Is that if that's what the text says, how do we know that it wasn't two? And I said that. In terms of the principle of what we have seen from the Prophet ﷺ, the big point of focus is the... Of course it's not sarih. It's not... It's not... <laughs> two sajdas. Correct, 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 correct. Your version would of course yeah, say two sajdas. But anyway, the, um, the, uh, the, the issue is that it is not sarih. In the second part, because it doesn't need to be. But for the first part, it needs to be. It needs to be clear about whether you have to wait for the first or not. Now, I want to say to you that before you go to a textual argument, just before, your usul would automatically, would automatically push you towards when a person is in a problem or in a in a in a or in a mistake scenario, they do not have the time. To be flapping about. Now, what is flapping about? Flapping about is a disrespectful phrase, obviously, but it means in non-obligatory stuff. Okay. So when you're in trouble, you don't. Yeah, any. You know. So the classic example is 
praying Salatul Fajr late. So if you're praying Salatul Fajr late and sunrise is about to occur, you know, as we covered a couple of years back, that you have to at least get the one raka'ah done, sajda and stand back up, before the sun starts to rise. Now, if a person's in that first raka'ah, okay, this is not the time to start knocking out Amma Yatisa'alun. Uh, Right in the first rakah, as much as you know, I'm so you know loving your connection with the Quran, but you've got like 30, 40 seconds, or one minute, or even let's even say, even I'll say you've got three minutes, so you've got plenty of time to go for a qur, go for a sajda, and stand back up. Three minutes left before I'm not even doing the 30 second example, right? You're not going to now be taking your time and reciting, no. This is disrespect, this is not understanding priorities and whatever, which is why the scholars, the fuqaha, said that the first raka'ah is done quickly. There's no sunnah and mistihbab and enjoying yourself and second and optionals. You focus on the obligations, bam, 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 bam. Once you get into the second raka'ah, now you slow back down. Now you start to bring the istihbab and start reciting long because as you know, a person who is praying through sunrise, after having done a proper prayer before, after having completed a complete raka'ah before, that person is allowed. <laughs> she said, showing me such detain. You know, absolutely. As as a as a thingy. Yeah, so just reminding me about his thingy. Oh man, I've lost my thingy now. One second. Um, correct. This goes for all prayers which are about to expire. Yeah. So. So this is the point, Iram. Right. You wouldn't. This is exactly the point. You need to get your minimum done, and then the sunnah is to pray the second one properly, because the reason for prohibition is not applicable if you start the prayer beforehand. Okay. The reason for prohibition, because we know that from the Prophet وسلم, and uh, we covered that in detail in the time uh, section of times, the reason for prohibition is the starting of the prayer in the prohibited time. Once you've started the prayer and completed a complete raka'ah before the prohibition time starts, you carry on with your prayer properly, unless there's other time restrictions, etc., etc. Likewise, if you've if you know that you've made a mistake in your prayer, if not all of the schools of fiqh, then certainly the majority, they're not going to say to you, ah, oh, you're in your uh, fifth raka'ah, no, you're in your, yeah, let's say that you're, you're in your fifth, no, no, let me think of an example. You are, ah, uh, you, uh, let's use this example with the hadith. You've done two raka'ah of the prayer. That's not a good example. Let me think of an example with a mistake. Um, I don't know why an example can't come to me. But my point is, is that you know you've done a mistake 
you've got the uh, 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 you know you know you need to fix it to allow myself to fix it with the sujuda sahu which has to happen after the taslim I need to jump straight in to the sujuda sahu to be delaying it even for one second does not fit with the principle of sharia so I know that one salam is obligatory assalamu alaikum rahmatullah that's the exit. We know that all the scholars, as you're going to see coming up in the next couple of weeks, are not even wanting you to be talking and they're measuring the time afterwards and it's super restricted. You know, so after you've exited the prayer, they want you to immediately fix the problem. Not to be chilling and say, Assalamu alaikum, you know, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Allah, yani, this is not this is not right. This is the same example as that. They are like Imam Noah. We said, for example, in the Janazah prayer, in the Janazah prayer, he said it's not legislated to recite surah because it's an obligation to. It's, it's actually an obligation to quicken the prayer, right? And so, the general obligation applies to the internal components of the prayer as well. So here, my point is, is that you have an obligatory act that needs to be done, which is sujood sahu And it is also obligatory to do it quickly too. All right. Therefore, it makes, as all the scholars said, that one should hurry up and get it done. You wouldn't delay it. You wouldn't yani, unnecessarily delay it, even if by just this. Now you might say, well, hold on, it's only one second. The point is, is that the scholars here will afterwards be start counting in seconds, by the way. So once you say, Islam alaikum wa rahmatullah, whether you're sitting there or not, you get, just so that you understand from a legal point of view, whether when you say, Islam alaikum wa rahmatullah, if you were to just literally like this, if you were to, Islam alaikum wa rahmatullah, Allahu Akbar, Or, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Allahu Akbar. From a Sharia point of view, these two are both the same. You've delayed or done other things that were not necessary or paused you and stopped you from doing the obligation. Now, you're going to see if you read through the notes that are coming that when you go off now, Every second that you spend, every word that you utter is going to determine whether you have the right to even complete this prayer, to fix this prayer or not. And according to a subjective scale, which we're going to come to, if you are delaying too much, then the prayer is invalidated. You have to pray the whole prayer again. So that's just the simple principle that I'm trying to explain that one does not waste time in recommended matters when there's an obligatory action that needs to be done number one number two back to the point about the wording of hadith the uh, 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 hadith have primary roles each hadith have fundamental functions okay it is um no no zafar you're saying you're not sure what the issue is it's obligatory to give one to sleep which exits the prayer and then you got into the sahu to fit the prayer why would you move on to a recommended matter that's what i've just proven and there's no doubt about that. But what they're saying is, how does 
what's the evidences from the narrations that that he didn't do that? Because if you say the word Salama, right, that means one. And if he says, and if the word occurs twice, he Salama, he gave Salam, then did two sajdas, and then Salama, right? What does that mean then? I'm saying that that the statement of second Salama could either mean both, because that's the understood thing to be done in that position, or not a problem. It also means one. It also means one, because that's what's obligatory. So I don't know what's actually too difficult about to understand that, but both they weren't, they weren't happy with that, that, that answer, which is fair enough. The other point I'm trying to make is the principle of not going to recommended matters, which again is neither here nor there. But the third point I want to make, which is important for everybody to, to realize this, these are very important actually that you're thinking like this. This is good. The third point I want to make is that hadith are not talking about the details of positions all the time. And you have to use basic assumed rules from before. So that's why I am very comfortable as the majority of when they see the word Sallama, Thumma Sajda Sajdataini Thumma Sallama, that they're giving the first Salam only one Taslim meaning and the second one two, even though the word's the same, because of what's understood from previous hadith. And it doesn't need to specify this because this hadith is not meant to be focusing on the nature of the Taslim, but rather of the location of the Sajood Sahu. And that happens all the time in the Sunnah, especially when it comes to the prayer and the Arkan. When the hadith that, we all remember that the most important hadith which establishes the obligations of the prayer or the arkan of the prayer is the prayer of the one who erred in the prayer. Is the hadith of the one who erred in the prayer. That hadith doesn't mention so many obligations in the prayer because its aim was not to focus on the obligations. It just focuses on tumatnina and ruku' and sujood and so on and so forth. Yeah? Anyway. Allah alam. Um... Let's go to other points. Uh, okay, folks, you're going to have to uh, start putting your questions back to the topic because it's, it's starting to get confusing now. So I'll just answer Fizz's one. Well, uh, once we should just go with our ghalabat al dhan and discard, discard other thoughts. Do we add precautionary sujood based upon the mind? That's coming. That's coming, okay, about precaution and what's um, how dominant your, your, your thing is. Uh, there is ikhtilaf on what is mustahab here, one taslim or two taslim. Yeah, of course, yani, ikhtilaf on whether you do two or not is, is one, absolutely. We are obviously supporting our position. Um, the only thing I can think of when I'm doing salams before is somewhere indicating you're still semi within the salah, not completely out of it. No, that's incorrect, completely incorrect. You, I, you, you know, that's the great thing about a legal position. You're either, it's, it's either this or that. There's no thought possible to be thinking you're either out of it or not. The second one in the humbly school, in the majority of scholars, is a recommended one, right? You are exited after the first one. Harris, um, Harris, are there any specific lectures that we should avoid? No, I don't. I don't think. You know, I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not. You know, listen. I am not a fan of this approach. I'm a fan of people. Being on on paras, paranoid about everything, yeah, controversial, and having good people around them, and having teachers, and sitting 
with teachers and being humble enough to always be accepting to be challenged and humble enough to be able to assume that your teacher is wrong and whatever. I say a lot of things. Most of it could be wrong. Most of it is probably is wrong. Who knows? You need to be studying elsewhere, whatever. I don't like the idea of avoiding. I, I think that there's lots of benefit for people out there. I think people need to just make themselves more stronger, that their filters should be stronger. You get what I'm saying? All right. It needs to be stronger. Right. There are instances where you know almost for sure that you have done four, but due to, we're going to come to that a little bit later. Name. Hanbali's one evidence is Zuhri's opinion, which is the last practice was Sajda Sahu before Taslim as mentioned in Mughni. That's true. That's actually coming up a little bit later, by the way, um, when we go into the uh, omission uh, section. Um, but as you know, uh, uh, as you know, devastatingly difficult for them to respond to the hadith of uh, Sahih Muslim. Really difficult. Where are these lectures available, Iram? If you're talking about Yasser's one, they're, they're on his YouTube channel or whatever it is. Like I said, it's so important, right? Yasser, like I said, at the be- you know, we've spoken a lot about him, Miskin, what, 25 minutes maybe just chatting about him. You've got to understand that I find it problematic. Lots of stuff that he does. We go back and forth on it. Just yani, today, yesterday, we were speaking about it. I said, that was a disaster. That's Yanni rubbish. Don't say that again. And he, you know, he said, I'm not going to do that again. That was a mistake, blah, blah, blah. He knows. And other times he, he doesn't. And I said to him that if you want to open up the, 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 the thing for discussion to critique, you've got to stick to areas that do not have consequences. You get what I'm trying to say? Nobody's you know, uh, stepping on people to open up critical thinking. We need that a lot more, 100%. All right. However, I also hate that people censor uh, things. I said, disaster censoring. Well, it's a disaster. Only people who should be censored, the only people who should be doing censoring are absolute basic Joes, basic, basic, basic Muslims, which who don't have teachers or will not go back to other people, but are just going to listen to one lecture and take it. But this is the worst form of learning Islam possible. And it would be so disrespectful, yani subhanAllah, that I would assume that anybody on this portal will be thinking like that. It's a joke, man. You are all educated people, you should be always yani, crit- criticizing everything that you study and whatever just like uh, you know i said the class most of you all quiet just assuming it rehan and the sumera are like hold on that doesn't make sense i don't like that yeah that's what you're meant to just what the whole point of this class is you're meant to think for yourself and have confidence in yourself and you're either right or you're wrong but the whole process is a learning process and that's got to be the aim otherwise it's a complete waste of my time if i'm just got a bunch of sheep and telling you to move like here and there whatever right Yesterday I was praying Isha and I forgot to do Tashahud in the fourth raka'ah. I only realized was when I was in my two sunnah, um, when I was in my two sunnah and I repeated my four fard. Maryam, I will say this much that there will be a small minority of scholars that will say that it's okay for you to try and fix that. But that is, there's no doubt that what you did is better and I would have done what you did. Okay? But, and I will explain why later in, the, in, the, in class. Okay? Because we've not come to that section. But what you did is the right thing to repeat the prayer because it's not fixable, because too much time has gone by. You've entered into a whole different act of worship. Time has gone by. It's too late. You have to repeat the prayer. I would have done exactly what you did. All right? Uh, in the second evidence, as it mentioned with the Prophet ﷺ, did dhikr after praying the two rak'ah or did he stand? No. None of the versions of the hadith, as far as I know, mentioned that he did dhikr or this or that or whatever. No. Okay? Um... 
if I finish a four raka'ah prayer, praying three raka'ah, and I remember after the taslim, then I should make it up by praying one more raka'ah, and then giving the salam, and then doing sajda sahu, and then giving the two salams. That's what you should do, Fatima. Zakaria, in the humbly madhab, for every ziyadah in the salah, you do sajda after the salam. No. In the humbly madhab, the ziyadah in the salah, when you do a ziyadah, you do it before the taslim. Okay, before the taslim. It's our taught position. It's the position, I believe that there's, uh, anyway, this is, I think, one of the riwayat in the Hanbali school. I seem to remember it, but regardless, this is the position of Ibn Taymiyyah, the one that we're talking about, and other scholars, obviously, as well, uh, that it's after. All right? the, the class position is not the Hanbali position. What shall I do if I finish my prayer and I only remember much later, or even a couple of prayers later, that I've done a mistake? Or reduced so depending upon the mistake or the reduction or a reduction obviously but if you're depending upon the mistake that you've added depending then you have to repeat that prayer it's too late and we're going to come to that okay that's what all all of these that's why by the way i've translated such a big section i translated the big section so that you read it so that you can be calm and knowing that it's all coming a lot of these questions are in this right wrong place but that's not your fault, that's my fault, because I'm using the examples of the future anyway, so of course you're going to ask. What if you have done tasbih twice in sujood instead of three? Yeah, that's fine, Aram, because remember we said that only one subhana rabbi al-a'ala is obligatory, the rest are all sunnah. All right? What is the humbly response to the second uh, evidence? I have no idea. I don't know. Name what is the humbly response to the second evidence to the to the to the hadith of uh, uh, to the hadith of Duryodhin of two raka'ah. Uh, we should we are all Malikis, ya Zakaria. We are all Malikis. How about that? Okay. Walakin akthar al Folks, is that it? Yeah. Are we done? No more questions. Have I missed any questions from below? Um Ruqayya is asking. Um Ruqayya, our questionnaire extraordinaire. The obligation of washing hands after waking up is for nighttime sleep only or for any every time you sleep. And yani, the scholars, if we take the position of obligation, is because it's a deep sleep. And in deep sleep, your hands are all over the place. So that's why. But not any yani, normal naps and things like that. In principle. In principle. Okay? But that's not such a very... Yeah, yeah. I mean, yani, in principle. Criticizing food is makro. My notes say so, but transcribed notes don't mention that. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good, definitely. Regarding the quiz, love and fear are two aspects of ibadah. Where do we put hope in the equation? Love is hope. Love is what builds hope, right? So that's that. Right. I remember hearing that Imam Ahmed explicit riwayah is that he did not give a blanket fatwa for sajjah Rather, he suggested we need to act on every single hadith which is found in Sajjah Tahu that is going hard, is hardcore. Yeah, I mean, as I said, I don't know whether Naimi were there at the beginning or not, okay, but like I said, as far as I know, there's a consensus of Ahlul Ilm. There's a consensus of the scholars, of the people of knowledge, that, um, that one does not, uh, that, that, that one's rectification of the prayer that the uh, one's performing of sujood sahu is accepted whether done before or after and that's a great relief to students okay Solange ask again I told you yeah ask your questions again please yeah 
Um, so you don't need to worry too much, right? For the advanced students, the, or certainly students on this portal, 100% you should be aware and choose a position. You either choose the Hanbali school position, which, I've, which is what we're doing as we're going through. Uh, you can choose it. Or the class position. The class position is whatever we decide. And we try to convince ourselves of it intellectually. And if you are convinced, you choose it. And if you're not, you, you, you go with it, right? Right. Um, a question about interrupting recitation. If you realize that in if you realize that you're in your fifth rakah, you have to immediately sit down per what was said earlier. If you are reciting at that moment, do you need to complete the ayah or at least a sentence? No, you have to sit down immediately that second. Okay, whatever you're doing, you have to immediately sit down. If you are adding to the prayer and you realize that. It is haram to continue on that act intentionally. <laughs> Similarly, when the Imam makes a takbir for ruku'a, when the Imam makes a takbir for ruku'a, should you complete at least a sentence you are reciting? The situation comes up all the time. Yes, you should, based upon your understanding of how long it will take to complete the sentence. No Imam goes, Allahu Akbar, Sami Allah, Allah, Hamidah. So you know that you've got at least five seconds. You've got to make a judgment call. Okay? It's not correct to intentionally allow to do that. You need to, to, to miss it. But it's not an absolute rule. If you know it's going to be a quick one or you know you're on the long ayah, you have to break it. 100% have to break that ayah and go into ruku. That's the basic principle. But we know that if something can be completed, then it's okay to... Continue for one second, two seconds. Um, from previous years, if praying with shoes on, it's very difficult to do right foot mansub. What is best? So we know that all of nasab and iftirash and tawarruk and all of this is all sunnah acts. So completely fine for a person just to have the uh, the shoe, by the way, which is an important point, by the way, uh, 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 thinking, is that Depending upon the shoes. So if I'm wearing trainers, then I'm, I'm, I'm doing full whatever. If I'm wearing like pointy shoes, then pointy shoes are not even, you know, moving, are they, right? So it's only going to be the point that's going to be on the floor. That touching of the point of the shoe is an extension of your foot. So nasab is performed regardless. And if it's a trainer, then you want to basically try to get as much, you know, grip down. And if you didn't and it was touching, even in a trainer, it's still fine. Okay. Um, it's mustahab anyway, as, as I said. Uh, you mentioned why I keep talking about that minority opinion regarding masturbation isn't healthy generally for the socio-political scenario. No, I didn't say that. I, I Well, I mean, I personally think that, but I'm not, I don't believe in it so strongly that I want to say it's, it's unhealthy for the socio-political scenario. But I personally don't think so. But um, I want you to uh, uh, understand that it's an issue which can definitely have an impact upon the socio-political reality. And when it can, and it's so variable, we've got to be careful. Yeah? Just like, as I was saying, you've got to be careful when bringing up issues that have Iman issues. Like the Quran catastrophe. Right? That was a disaster. An embarrassment. And he knows that. Like, very well. Right? Even though his intention was the same for Ismail Ishaq, is the same for the Qur'an. I mean, look how different the, the consequences. It just shows how uh, uh, perilous the whole game is, right? Um, you mentioned something similar in the recent online 
protect this house? Was it different because I was subject of the course? No, no, because in the class I was teaching the, the fact that it exists and it can be used, right? Now, wording has to be very careful, right? When you say, I can't remember what he said. He sent, me, he sent it to me separately because I don't, I don't use Facebook so much now, right? What's the wording he used, okay? I didn't like it. Um, his wording says, which is different to, um, you know, we have plenty of athar from early scholars who either mildly disapproved or considered permissible. And given the sexual promiscuity rampant in our times, it is definitely the lesser of two evils to allow this for those who are struggling and sing single. The bigger problem is not the deed. So anyway, the rest of it is obviously obvious, uh, is correct. This opening paragraph, okay, for me is very problematic. And it reflects on what I said. When you have a social political kind of reality that's waiting for facts, the language that you state is going to have a consequence in that social scene. When you choose to use the word mildly and definitely the lesser of the two evils, even though obviously it's... De obviously, it's you know uh, nothing compared to zina. Obviously, however, there are other ways of putting that forward that doesn't put it into the mind of people that are oh, well. If I'm not going to, that's my point. Okay, that's the that's the that, that that's the issue. Now, when you're studying it in to, in a class and you're going through it, is you know you're putting the scenarios out there and you're stating it. So. Listen, it's not haram what he did. I'm just saying I didn't like the, 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 the language. Yeah, and in a class, you've got context and you can control it. When you go into the public, then it's a thingy. But to be honest, I also see the argument for it. I mean, you know, the situation is a bad problem out there. You know, it's very, very different. Every generation is suffering a very different problem. Okay, when we were young, we would have been as bad as the, the generation right, right now, which didn't have access. Right, you'd have to go and purchase magazines from shops. Embarrassment, blah blah blah. You know, you have to understand the reality of accessibility. It's ridiculous that what a phone does, right? I mean, it's the it's the it's, it's the nightmare of all nightmares. Um, and so, anyway, I can't get into that man. It's too much. Right. Once I was following. Uh, uh, a, an imam in a jama'ah who prayed the whole salah again after he was told he prayed five raka'ah for dhuhr. Yeah. The packs are a bit crazy on that, by the way. That is a pack thing. They do do mad ones. Yeah. Like, for example, you will often be in a pack masjid in Taraweeh and they would have made a mistake. <laughs> oh my God, there's murder praying Taraweeh in a pack masjid, man. They made one mistake in the ayah and then they didn't catch it then and then they tell him afterwards and he makes him read the whole, like, I don't want to say the, the juz, but the whole section again. Like it had to be read in a section. Madness. Or do the whole prayer again. Yeah. All right, okay, Shazad Salim's right. We are going to close it. In some mosques when the imam, yeah. All right, we're done there. Rehan, you got you got done, bro. Zakmalah everybody. Barakallahu feekum. Um the main news I think, the main announcement is pure pesa. 
Okay, I, I'm surprised by the way. I'm surprised that people are so confident that they don't need to learn this subject unless you are really studying it somewhere else properly. Okay, um, your money scenarios, especially from a logical progression point of view, of course, because we're not going to get into there in about 20 years. But the point is, is that right around us now, there are so many issues concerning finances, investments, stock markets, haram, halal, loans, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, this weekend, I will be teaching it in two cities, right? And then next week as well. I wish I was taking all your best. That's the problem. I wish. I wish. Anyway. Um, so um, go to almaghrib.org to choose the one, go through all the cities. But basically, the next two weeks, I'm teaching it in a European time zone, Denmark, and then Minnesota, the American time zone. So you can just remember, we're doing it four hours each day, over four days. And uh, yeah, we might do a little cheeky crypto as well. And then we've got, uh, the third one is disaster, only for the PAX and maybe the Dubai folks, okay? Because it's Singapore time. Bro, Singapore time. Do you know what time I have to start flipping teaching? Three o'clock in the morning. Man's has to start three o'clock in the morning. And then it cuts them. Think about that. Yeah? So I don't think anyone wants to take the Singapore one. Unless you're in Pakistan, then it's perfect. If you're in Pakistan, you're start. Yeah, there you go. Fizza, you'd love that one. Bro. Bro. <laughs> Bro. All right, guys. Zakamullah khair. Ah. Um, uh, 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 thingy, the group. There we go. Mohammed Amir comes through right, right at the end. Uh, the Denmark one obviously makes a lot of sense for those who are going to do it in the morning. Uh, the Telegram group. Everybody who's listening to this on a podcast. On the podcast, okay, on the audio, on the video, go to the Telegram group. Can someone put the thing up? Now, uh, 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 if you are trying to find it, you're going to get an email soon, okay? However, it is www. No, no, you go to Telegram, download the Telegram app, and then you search for prophetic guidance, logical progression, something like that, the group, and then you can join it. With dad's put it up in the portal or just come to the portal most recent lesson the link is there logical progression all right at logical progression the group is actually called at logical progression solange is saying is it easy to make up these classes via the recordings they are but the recordings aren't up forever it's only a couple of weeks solange yeah you have a class mid midday each saturday so i didn't register for the class the other day at all so there's two things i'll say then maybe that the the, the singapore one will actually suit you ironically because it will be in your evening Right, that's in November, or the American one will maybe suit you. You work, believe me, with this new cyber version, right? There are options, bare options. All right, folks, that's enough. Zakmullah khair. Zakmullah khair. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika. Shadwalla ilaha illa anta wa astaghfiruka. Allahumma atubu alaykum. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.